Blog Talk Radio. We are getting ready to start with our program on tonight, and I'm waiting for my guests to come online with me. Um, thank you all for joining in. I'm your host for tonight, Mr. Sylvia Kaiser. I have a guest speaker that is going to be with me on the program tonight. It is going to be my great niece, Alexandria Harris. Um, I'm excited to have her on because I would like for her to share some information with us that uh, I got a wind of the other day, and I'm sure a lot of people are probably aware of the, the new laws that's coming up, but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are not aware, and we know that um, a lot of times we fall into situations and we fall into predicaments because we are not aware of the laws. We're keeping up with TikTok, and we're keeping up with any and everything else that goes on, but we're not keeping up with the laws of the land, and that's where we get caught up in situations where we um, act like we don't know or we just don't know. But when you end up in court, the first thing the judge says is ignorance is not a device. Ignorance is not an excuse. Ignorance is not going to go well in this situation because you didn't know. You know, I know growing up I heard um, people used to say if you wanted a certain race of people to know something, you uh, put it out there, you write books and everything. But if it's something you don't want them to know, you put it in a book because they're not going to read it. And a lot of times we perish for the lack of knowledge. You know, but the word of God says that the people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And a lot of things have come upon us due to the lack of knowledge. I remember a song years ago that said, smiling faces shows no traces of the evil that lurks within so you all have to understand that there's more ways, as old folks used to say, to skin a cat. There's more ways to go back to the old times because a lot of times people will say, um, well, you know, if you don't want this to happen and you don't want that to happen, but what they fail to help you realize is that if I make $50,000, or just say forty. We're just gonna go as low as we're gonna say thirty thousand a year, and you make seventy, eighty thousand a more a year. Your taxes, or we could even say your union dues, should be more than what I pay. But when they say that yours is going up because you're at a a lot line of pay, which the average, um, like I say, job or government I've talked to, they look at the average price started at 50000 a year. If you're making under that, you won't be devastated so much with payment as the ones that make over. So if they don't want something passed, they speak to the ones that make the less, and they get them to vote the way they vote, and the ones that make the less pays more, and the ones that make the more continue to pay less. 
I hope you, I hope you caught that and you got that. So again, I'm, I'm going to check to make sure I sent out my invite to my niece, and I'm just waiting again. Like I said, waiting on her to come up on the line. So anybody that's looking, agrees that have you called her in Blog Talk? She has a problem with Facebook. I'm going to have to call her, but um, if I call her on Blog Talk, I don't want to uh, kick her, kick the phone off. Alexander says she's here, but you uh, did you accept my invite? She says she can't join. <clears throat> okay, uh, then I need you to call this number, Alexander, three one zero. I'm gonna put it on this. Um, I'm gonna put it out here so you can look at it. Call this number so we can talk, and um, we will be able to share with the people what we're trying to conversate about tonight. And I thank you so much for taking time out to uh, be a part of my program because I want everyone to know that, you know, a lot of times when you're ministering to someone, it isn't always um, one way. Don't get me wrong. Anything and everything I do or try to say from this point in my life it's going to have the Word of God in it, and it's going to have information about the Word of God. Like I said, uh, you can read it for yourself in Hosea 4 and 6. It says, For my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge, because thou has rejected knowledge. Ah. So say it says, Greetings, you are trying via messenger or an event. Um I don't know what uh, Alex is trying, but I'm, I'm hoping she called me on the uh, blog talk line, which to say we can um, possibly let can uh, release your line. You can let me know when you're on the line. Okay, you're saying you're on my video, but I sent you a um, invite for to come on. And I don't know why it's not allowing you to come on, but it's um, it shows that I sent you the invite. So I'm going to try one more thing. It says you can you can join me, but uh, I'm not knowing why you can't join me. I sent the invite through... Facebook through the uh, emoji at the bottom that shows where you can send for a guest, invite a guest on. But Alexander, I'm sorry, Alexander, Alex can um, come on my page and request to join me if she um, would like to do that and we can get into the program. So while we're waiting on that to happen, it's like, Alex, I'm not for sure exactly where it's at on the the live, but you can uh, go in and say, like when you're looking at where it says where you join in on the video, you could probably go through your little uh, pieces at the bottom and put it in a request because I'm trying to uh, get you on the live. But 
we're going to pray and just ask God to open up the lines and don't give the enemy any victory in this situation because we know that if he could, he would love to. Hold that, please. Hello? Go on your page and click on the double dot. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Possibly let Toby to go on my page. Ah, she kicked me off. I'm back on, so I'm trying to go on here to get Alexa. Alexa, yeah, on the... uh, Instead, uh, Minister Sylvia, not you, have her go on your page and click on your triple dot. Not you. Have her do it. Alex, go on my page and uh, click on the the triple dots and um, see if you can put in an invite. We just want to make sure that we get this uh, law, this information out tonight because it's very important that we put this out here because a lot of times um, we don't know how to get information, especially if we're not trying to look for it. So I, as we're talking, I'm going to try to do something else to try to get my um, niece on the line. It shows me that she's watching, but I need her to become a part of uh, my life. So I just pray, God, open it up. Open up the program where we can contact, make contact to do what we know that you have for us to do on tonight to get this information out to the people because uh, I'm just looking at everything that's going on with the enemy is trying to fight us and keep us from touching bases. That's one thing I do know. He don't want us to touch bases. But I know that God will get the victory. So if anybody is looking in, just know that we're trying to <clears throat> to get information over to you about the new laws they're trying to pass come the beginning of 2023. And one thing I do know is they don't want this to come out. They don't want this to be seen. Okay, she said she just sent me a request to join. All right, Alex, I'm going to forward. I'm going to accept it. I'm approving it. I don't know why it won't let me add you as a guest. It's just the enemy trying so hard to keep us from contacting. We're waiting. I, I approved it, but it's still trying to close up the, try to keep my line open. So I'm just trusting God. He's going to open this up. He's going to open this up so that we can go on with this program because 
I don't have a lot of information concerning the um, the law. I just know a little bit of what I heard that they were saying that if you get arrested, um, certain things you won't be able to do, like these no I bonds and uh, different little things like that. So I'm really trying to see what what's that all about. How can we get this um, information out? Because I know people are talking and people are looking and listening. So, I'm just just saying, okay, God. I noticed she did did send me a request. I've okayed it. It's still showing that the, the request is open. But let's go to talk anyway. So, uh, Alex, I don't know why I won't let you come in and it's kind of refusing to let me open it up to you as when you sent the request to me to join on film, well, on the Facebook, I approved it and I asked for it to open up, but it won't. So let's just keep on going. We know one thing we do know is that the enemy tried to get involved and he tried to get uh, stuff off where you can't um, get, you say, I'm just, right, just call in because it's a way around it. So it's a way around it. We ain't got to go keep going through this. Just call in on that number I put on there and we definitely will have you on our audio if we can't get you on video. So just call in. Because I'm sure trying to uh, study work on this while I'm trying to wait for you to come in. So I even refresh. I'm my here. Page. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay. Good oh, evening, okay. everyone. Thank you all again for joining in. Thank you for holding on for 14 minutes. But God is going to get the glory out of this. This is my niece, my great niece, Alexander uh, Harris. Uh, if there's anyone on the on the line, this is a digital recording, and it records everything that's in the background. So um, I'm going to let my niece introduce herself to you, as well as I'm going to allow her to um, tell you what the program is about and what we're talking about on tonight and uh, how she is going to be a part of our program and what She's going to bring the information for. So, Alexander, go on and um, introduce yourself to our listeners. Okay, well, I'm sorry because I'm still trying to work on getting on because I'm not gonna lie, this is this is not this is weird doing through the phone and I'm watching you. So, um, my name is Alexandra Harris. I am from Chicago, Illinois. I currently live in Miami, Florida. I worked at the Juvenile Detention Center uh, for six years. Um, I also work at Lawrence Hall uh, School for Girls and Boys, so I'm very familiar with working with at-risk youth in the black community. Um, so that's my life's work. And currently here in Miami, I still do the same thing. I work with youth in the Little Haiti and North Miami area, so 
I definitely get to see it all as far as what's going on in our community from our young boys. A lot of times we're, like, blaming the teenagers. Um, we, But, you know, a lot of things, what I'm really starting to see, too, is um, it's gotten so out of control for so long. You I, you probably have 12-year-olds now hanging out with 25- and 30-year-olds. So the problem is being neglected for so long that uh, you kind of just got a community of kids running around, regardless of the age that they are. You got adults and kids' body, uh, well, kids and adults' bodies, excuse me, uh, running around and uh, just wreaking havoc. You know, when kids are not watched or guided, that's what happens. They try things. They get into stuff. And so uh, even when you have adults in that kid mindset, and those people that are the adults, we, you know, we're studying saying they are the ones that need to lead the younger generation, but they still kids themselves, and for the women too. You know, this is it's, it's, not, it's on both sides from what I see. Um, you just you just got a community going haywire. So um, I like to try to get out there and be part of helping. I am big. I know people say resources. I'm really big on, you know, doing clothing drafts, food drafts. I'm I'm definitely big on helping. But you can give, you can give money, you can give, you can give clothes, you can give food. But you have to get be able to give a person a mindset too. Um, and until you can do that, no matter what you give them, you can give them a million dollars. But if they mindset is not corrected, that money isn't going to help them. So, yeah. That's true. That is so true because a lot of times, you know. Uh, the only information people get is what they hear because a lot of times uh, some of them don't want to tell you they can't read or they have a problem with reading. Uh, they're not going to pick nothing up and read it. They're going to just go by what they hear and um, everything. Okay. Hello? 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 Hi. Did I join? Did I join? I, I got a bad echo. Um, they can't see you on Facebook because talking to you on the phone, my Facebook posting has stopped. Oh, so this is not on your Facebook Live? No, this is a message. You got to go on my Facebook Live on Sylvia Kaiser. Okay, I'll try. Okay, yeah, it's not working. Okay. All right. Go back to the phone. Okay. Yes. Uh. Okay, I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for that. There was an interruption. Uh, my niece was trying to get in with me, but um, she couldn't get in through the Facebook uh, Live. She is with the um, posting as far as, you know, we do blog talk and Facebook Live at the same time. And with that going on, um, we're trying to make sure that we keep it going with opening up the line so that she can communicate back with us. So, Alice, if you want to finish saying what you were saying. Oh, no, that's that's all I really have to say so far about, you know, what's going on and how I've been involved. Um, I don't I, – I would say it takes more people to, to be involved, but I don't – I, I, I don't. I don't even know at this point. It's it's so confusing. I like to not 
you know, give up on my people or whatever, but um, the the type of togetherness we're going to need, it's, I, I don't know. It's, like I said, it's going to be past resources. It's going to be past handouts. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be past just, you know, baptizing somebody. I don't, I, you know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> it's, it's going to really take a real gathering. I don't know if, like, if the churches could start, like, mentor groups. But like I said, like, we so far out of hand with the mentor. It's not just the kids that need mentoring. Um, I mean, unless we kind of let, because, I mean, we, when it can't really help grown people. I think after, like, a certain age, I think we got to kind of let you go. I don't really know. I know we can save children. I don't know. I mean, this is something we all got to chime in on because, like everybody else, I'm at, I'm at lost for words. I just seen people try to try so much stuff, and it seems like we always be back at square one. Okay, well, um, so the law that's going to be passed in January, that they're trying to pass in January, to my to my knowledge, what is it called? I know they, some is calling it the purge uh, law. Some are calling it the wild, wild west or the Midwest. Uh, some is called the Safety Act. What exactly is this law that we should be concerned about come January 2023? Let me see. Let me look it up. Because people were sending it to me, and I had did some research on it. But by me not living there anymore, when left, um, I can't quite remember off back. Let me see. It is time. Yeah, because they're saying it's going to be passed in Chicago. I guess this is going to be the, um, how do you say, the uh, testing grounds for the place where they, the pilot uh, city, state, or whatever. So I'm not really for sure, but I'm just trying to make sure we get this word out so people will understand what are some of the laws that's in there. Um, I know on the news they were saying that um, it, there's like certain crimes, no matter what they are, you can't make cash bail, you can't do um, certain things, you know. So um, I'm just trying to get information myself so that uh, I'm people, looking out the Yeah, if people have the any exact questions. exact name of it. I do know about what's going on with it. I, I don't know the exact name of it. Um, let me see. Well, if people have any questions that's on Facebook, please um, type it in on the screen so that we could address it. Um, if people have anything they would like to add to it, please. So Apostle would like to put on there, on January 1st, 2023, it is estimated. Oh, it's estimated, called the Pre-Trial Fairness Act. Okay, the Part Pre-Trial Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, because she put on there more than half of the inmates in Winnebago County Jail will walk out the door. Of, I'm going to have to see tonight. Uh, she said, Let me walk out the door. Approximately 400 criminal defendants will be released back into our communities because our Illinois legislation passed the Safety Act back in 2020. So um, could you give us uh, some of the information you have on that? Yeah, so um, from, what I, from what I've read, I know, like, 
trust pass, then you can get a ticket for that. So let's just say you come home to your house and it's like uh, just somebody cohabitating in your garage or a squat. That you can mm-hmm. call the police, but they can't forcibly put handcuffs on them and take them out. They can give them a ticket. Um, I know second-degree murder is on there, uh, kidnapping, aggravated battery, arson, uh, residential burglary, uh, robbery. Um, they even say a predatory criminal sexual assault. Uh, you won't have to pay a bail no more. You, um, so what they said they're trying to do is it's, it's a lot of minorities in jail. You know how they say you're guilty until proven innocent, but then people still sit in jail until they're, like, proven they said mm-hmm. that's not right. You're really supposed to be literally free, and then they're supposed to be kind of trying to gather evidence on you to see if you need to be locked up. But, you know, they stopped doing that, I'm pretty sure, years ago, because they saw, okay, that's not going to work. You know, people going to flee. Um, I saw one uh, police officer even mention, because some of the crimes, I think, like, for maybe a robbery or a sexual assault or burglary, they have within 48 hours to gather that evidence to see if you need to be arrested. But with that being said, the cop was saying 48 hours, a person can be in Alaska by then. So even you let these people out until they're proven, you know, um, uh, guilty or whatever, proven innocent, it's just like you get (laughs) – so now after that, let's say you prove them – you said they're guilty, and they're supposed to come back up to court to see, you know, what did y'all decide? Are you going to detain me or not? Now, you know most of these people are not going to come back, so now you're going to have a whole bunch of people on the run. They're going to have warrants for their arrest. Yeah, so so it's just, yeah, it's just a, to me, it's just a big waste of time. But I can say this. So they made this law supposedly because it's more black and Hispanic men locked up. And they say that's not fair. And, you know, black people for the longest been complaining that they getting down on us and, you know, they don't give us a chance. Y'all need to free my cousin, free Pookie. So now mm-hmm. they're freeing them. And now everybody's scared. So, you know, but this is what people have literally been asking for, though. I know this because I work, like I said, I was working in the juvenile center center for, for a while. I've been around cops, all of that type of stuff. So it's like this is what people ask for. Yeah, they, you come over to the neighborhood. Um, I was I was dating a cop um, while I was there previously, and um, he was just saying, like, it's so hard to do his job now. Um, he mm-hmm. said, you know, I go into the neighborhood, and – People are just pulling out their camera phones. They're trying to tape everything. Like, so the cops are being held more accountable than the little people in the community are. And I know that when I was, before I left, when I was there, um, I go down Madison and Pulaski. There are people out there literally selling drugs in front of the police. At one point, you know, the police probably might say, I mean, they, they don't even try to hide it anymore. But the police, like, slowly have been getting stripped of their power, but people ask for it. When everybody's saying defund the police? So it's yeah. just like, it's kind of like people have been kind of asking for this, so now we're just going to see how it goes. So nobody to me really can get mad because people have been asking for this. This is what you asked for. So now they're starting with Chicago, though, which is a city, one of the main cities to ask for it. Remember, we saw a damn family. Remember? Two things. Yeah. So let me ask you this. You said if somebody is in your garage and they're slumming in your house or whatever, all they could do is give them a ticket. Uh, they can't arrest them. 
So they can't arrest them? They cannot so arrest what I, what, no. what I heard the, the police officers say is that they can't arrest them. You have to decide how you're going to get rid of them, but you have to do it within the law. So they can move right. into your, uh, your property. They can get in your car. They can do anything they want. You can't do nothing to them without without it being within the law because if you bodily, physically harm them, you would get charged quicker than they would, and they were violating you. Because they said it's left up to you to decide the force to be used, but a lot of citizens don't know the law. So how do do we know what force to try to use? Right, right, and they keep changing and adding to it. And now you're saying because we asked for them to be defunded, and we uh, asked for them to be taken this away from them, that away from them. So in other words, I'm just going to say Chicago because this is where I live. The Chicago Police Department is basically going to become like the mall cop. Basically, you know, like, I, I was so yeah. shocked when I read it. I even called some cops back at home to ask them, was it true? Because I found out, you know, you want to believe anything you see on social media. Right. And um, he was like, Alex, he said it's true. He said we just... He said, we so used to it now. He said, it's true. He said, yep. So with with this going on, so this this was uh, granted back in 2020, and it's been a coming mm-hmm. to effect in 2023. So is, is, is it nothing that we as a people, as a community, can do to um, get this uh, this law reversed or turned around or or put more in depth, is it something that we could do as a people? Because, like I say, the Word of God said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. A lot of times we ask for things, but we don't really look at exactly what we're asking for. Wait, say that one more time, that last part. Is, is it, we ask for things that we don't know, exactly know what we're asking for, but as a people in these different communities, is there anywhere, anybody in the government that we could call or write or protest to about having this law modified or changed or even uh, revoked? That's what I think, too. I think, that, I think that a lot of the same people that we are worrying about being let out and terrorizing us, I think are our own people. Like, it's our cousins, it's some of our brothers, it's some of our sons. Um, this this wouldn't even be. I mean, even if we go to these lawmakers and whatever, okay, if they lock them up, uh, whatever. I don't know. We probably have to do. We're gonna do march. They don't care about that. Um, it's it's from the lack of accountability because don't nobody want to hold their son accountable. Your son out here on the corner raising raising eighteen uh, double hockey You know what I'm saying? Or you know these girls be setting up people too. It's the women now too. You know you they at the end of the night. When they yeah. said it again? The girls are rougher than, the females are rougher than the men. Yeah, so you know, but you, these are people's kids, these are people's grandkids and stuff, and they love them. And so they know these, these they, they young people out there doing, and they let them come back and have most of these people that are out here doing those crimes, they're not going home to their own property. You know what I'm saying? They're not homeowners, mm-hmm. they don't, they're not probably renting an apartment, they live with somebody. And so a lot of times we have these murders in the community or like these, all these babies getting shot because, you know, people out there recklessly shooting. You, you know the type of kids you got in your house. You know that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you know everything your kid do, but you kind of got some idea. So 
So that would yeah. that would mean that people you have to tell, people have to tell on their boyfriend. You probably have to turn your son in. You have to turn your grandson in. You have to kick your daughter out. It's a lot of accountability amongst each other that we would have to do, and we don't want to do that. That's and so true. to me, we worried about the same people that live next door to us. So instead of holding them accountable, I don't. You know what I'm saying? I don't. It's it's like a dog chasing its tail. Like you you can't. I don't think, I think we know, I don't think, like you said, I don't think we know what we're asking for. But if they did come up with a solution, it's going to be accountability. Okay, so like, mm-hmm. I know Lori Life, but everybody give her, gives her crap. Um, I When I worked at the juvenile center, she tried to present uh, a law where, you know, since so many young people out here doing these crimes, people's teenage kids, she was going to hold the parents accountable. Like, you get fined, or you end up, you know, Going to jail or whatever, you get your section eight took like you was. They was gonna hold the parents accountable, but whatever happened with that, they end up telling her that that was unconstitutional and she couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So you get what I'm saying, like. I, but I can I agree with that. Ain't no kind of I do because I see the kids that come in and out the juvenile center. I see the I hear about the heinous crimes that they do. You know, people be surprised when I tell them it's teenage boys out here raping people. They like kids rape people, yeah. Yeah. That, that's true. That's they true. They shoot people like these kids, and so you know what your you know what your son and daughter doing. These, these kids be outside in Chicago, especially, <laughs> and you can just be west side. You probably be outside late over there. Yeah. Two, three, four in the morning. I could yeah. be out that late when I was thinking. You know, like you just can't now. If I mean, we're gonna go march for what? We're gonna go actually. You know, send these officials to. To, to fix our households, basically, because that's what it's boiling yeah. down to. We point basically. so many fingers at everybody else, but what about what about what we're not doing? Yeah, that's why they try to make all these laws to, it's, it's like a genocide. They're, they're trying to take away this and trying to take away that, telling us we can't do this, we can't do that. Uh, but at the same time, we're not wanting to be accountable, like you say, for, your, for our children. Because I remember growing up, we had this neighbor, and she had this son that um, the things he would do, and she would say in a minute, my son didn't do that, my son didn't do this, knowing he did do it. He did do it. He was a, mm. a problem in the neighborhood. He was everything. But until he finally, finally, finally got whooped and got whooped by a girl that embarrassed him, he wouldn't stop. You know, but that, like I said, that's it back in my day. But nowadays it's that um, everybody is afraid to help. Everybody is afraid to stop and ask questions. Everybody is afraid mm. to get involved because they yeah. don't know how people would react, you know, because everything is about uh, don't be in my business. You know, the, the word of God yep. teaches not to cover thy neighbor's house or handmaid or, or anything, but yet it's still, we don't want to work for nothing, but we want to take everything that we want. Uh, we feel that, uh, especially how they say this millennium, these, this uh, new generation, this Generation XZ, uh, they feel that they're obligated. They don't want to work hard for anything, but whatever you work hard for, they feel that they could just walk up to it, take it from you, or if they walk up to it, you're just supposed to give it to them. So as a, um, a resident of Chicago, as a parent, 
as a citizen, as a human being, I'm asking, um, what is it that uh, our community, our not community, our community could do to address these things? Because if it's going to get back like the OK Corral where everybody's carrying a gun, whether they got a car to say they could do it or not, it's going to be horrible. Where it, it seems like everything in America now is geared towards building these 23 hours a day lockdown facilities. I mean, that that's just how I, I'm seeing it. I mean, am, am I right, or do you see it any other way? You mean, like, do I see any other way that they're trying to set this up so we can they can build these lockdown facilities? Yeah. Like for money? Saying. Like they're going into... Yeah, do you know how much uh, one inmate will cost a year? I used to say that they were, you know, you know, doing this or they build prisons to, you know, lock black and Hispanic men up. But after working in a like a jail system, um, the criminal justice system in many cases, in many cases, gives a lot of chances. Have you? And I know people like we see TV, so you see those like those movies where you know. Somewhere this man stole a loaf of bread in 1942. He got locked up for 80 years. Yeah, we do have extreme circumstances like that a lot. But I don't even say a lot. That's what a rap sheet is. Y'all know what a rap sheet is? A person have a rap yeah. sheet. If you go and look on some of y'all kinfolk or whoever's like rap sheet, that is nothing but the amount of chances that you have had. Some people got 25, 30 chances since they start getting locked up as a juvenile. So by the time they throw the book at you, do you know how many chances they have literally given a lot of these people? I think people forget about that. They give you, mm-hmm. and then I can say, too, they do bring people um, into the jails. Uh, one thing that really just opened my eyes there, um, at the juvenile center, they were bringing black judges. One time they brought the food of Islam in. They do have the... Um, they have a church coming, what's that, Father Flagger comes up there talking to the kids and stuff. They bring in black police officers. Well, they get brought in black FBI agents, all types of people, you know, to really just motivate these black boys. And, like, one day when the police officers and a, and a black lawyer came in, they told him you could ask them any question you want to as far as, like, you know, how would I, how do I handle myself if I'm pulled over or what should I do in this case? Anything about your case, whatever. Do you know these kids set up there asking them, what type of gun is this? How many guns you got at home? You, How many people you inside? That's what it is. I got this on my gun. Nobody asked any educational questions. Like, um, I, a, a lady came up there with a great program. This is an Adventist Center now. Came up mm-hmm. there with a great program where they would give, if you stay to school for the year, you would go to this uh, program probably once a week on the weekend. They would take you uh, to different places in Chicago, like neighborhoods. You know, there's so many fascinating neighborhoods there out to eat. Right. So kids can explore the city. Chicago is a great, great city to explore. Yes, yes it is. I was even yes, in a program like that. Once you completed that program at the end of the year, do you know they would offer you a two, and, and they were getting paid to do this, to go to these little restaurants, by the way. They were going to give them a two-week paid trip to South Africa. Do you know those oh, wow. kids? Say, I, I, was, I was excited for them because, you know, I, I love traffic. Do you know them kids nobody went up there signed up for? I talked to my boys. I said, why y'all ain't going to take advantage of that? 
They was like, Miss Harris, don't nobody want to go to no Africa. I don't want to see nobody dancing around in no dirt. And that just let me know, like, people didn't call me, like, can you help my kid? Can I bring them up to the juvenile facility so I can help them? That stuff starts at home. Implant yeah. a mindset in your children starts at the house. That's because it. once they get there, I mean, I'm there to correct their behavior, make sure they're not in there trying to, you know, have sex with each other, beat each other up, which that just beating up happens. But, you know, we didn't watch and they do that thing, too. But I'm there what? for safety reasons. You you got to do this stuff with your kid and grow their brain. Like, that's what, the, that's what being a parent is for, not for you to depend on an institution like a school, a juvenile detention center, a camp to do any of that. And a lot of people in the black neighborhood, I can say a lot of people, but in the in them certain patches of them hood areas, they think that. Like, being institutionalized far away before you hit a jail, if your parents is yeah. not really grooming you to be a decent human being, you just think the school and the teacher going to groom them? No, that don't work like that. that don't, it's that. It don't work like that. So if you know, I, I think we have to come up with community-based stuff. These churches need to be, it's a black church on every corner. It's no reason for the community to be like that. Black people have more than they put in their savings account. So some know what? Needs, I mean, some needs to go on, seriously. I, I want to I say something. I, I know one, one thing it is, is, a lot of it is peer pressure. Uh, don't nobody want to seem uh, like they want something because they're scared of what their peers going to think of them. You know, uh, they used to always teach us don't dumb yourself down just to be with a certain person, whether it was a guy trying to be with a girl or a girl trying to be with a guy. Don't dumb yourself down. And one thing I found out, too, dealing with the COVID, when the COVID hit, it was a chance for the world to really find out exactly um, what my baby, my pookie, my little princesses and my little Barbies they was doing. And a lot of parents didn't want to deal with their own children because, like you say, they knew what their children were and are doing. But when they had to become responsible, look at what started happening with the, the mob squads and all that stuff downtown and, and uh, these stores and everything else. As long as get them out of my hair. I understand people have to work. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. I'm not talking about we, uh, parents that's trying to be responsible and set up uh, – a responsible lifestyle, a living a responsible lifestyle. I'm trying to get the right word to say. I'm trying to make sure that people will understand. At last, as Alex was saying, there are options out here. But we have to teach them while they're young. If you don't start teaching your, your kid that um, they could be a doctor, that's one thing I love about my sister. She speaks that thing into our, our nieces and nephews and the grandkids' life. She, she don't call them by their name. She finds out what they want to be, and she put in front of their name. If they want to be a doctor, she calls them Dr. I'm just going to say Merritt or Dr. Harris. If she finds out they want to be a lawyer, uh, a judge, she would call them your honorable judge uh, right. She, she calls them by the names they say they want to be because She's planting a seed in their lives to tell them what they want to be. But if everything is about a quick dollar, a quick fix, you know uh, how you used to say shake your money maker, go out there and make that money, baby, don't let the money make you. You know, if 
we have to learn how to change our conversation because a lot of parents don't realize what their children doing, and they don't have a problem with it until they do it to them. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? You you don't think you think it's cute when your daughter getting sassy and telling you, uh, you tell us somebody this and tell us somebody that until they start getting in your business and checking you. Or you think your son is okay for him to talk, call you bees and all this and that, but until he starts calling you this and that, then all of a sudden you want to be mama but at first, or daddy, but at first you was being his buddy or you was being their friend. Know that once a child, a person gets older and grown, you got all the time in the world to be your child's friend. But when you're trying to raise them, teach them, and train them, the word of God says train up a child in the way that they should go, that when they get older they won't depart from it. That means even education. That means respect. That That's a whole lot of not just uh, following God, following his word, but to understand there's rules to life. Even from the beginning of time, God taught Adam there was rules to the garden. You can eat of every tree. You can eat of everything, but not that one. There's rules. And until we put into our children's head and heart from a child, you train a puppy to use the pad, the paper, the pad, or whatever, and then when they get older, they let you know when they want to go outside. And, and you, don't, you don't wait till a dog gets older and they start getting arthritis. Now you want to train them or they got set in their ways. It's, I'm not saying you can't do it, but it's harder to do it. But as a, like I said, as a people, how do we go about getting parents to understand that we are responsible for our children? Even if we need help, we got to learn how to ask for help. we got to learn how to open our mouths and say, I don't know what I need to do because this isn't working. If they're doing wrong, we, we have to be able to open our mouths and say, you know what, I got you. I'm going to protect you, but right or wrong, you're going to have to face the consequences of your actions. So we have to get to that point, and I'm just as a mother – a auntie, a cousin, a friend, a neighbor, I'm trying to figure out what can we do. We have to make this individual. What can we do individually to help our children understand that this, this law that's coming up and coming upon them, they're not going to catch themselves getting out of stuff um, freely. They're either going to be jail or hell. I mean, and and that's it, because we've got to get them back to knowing that prayer covers a multitude of sins, that prayer is our only answer, our resource, and our source. How do we get that going? Because like you said, Father Flager and all of them come in, but when you got kids in an institution, they still got to survive in that institution when Father Flager and all the rest of them leave. They still got to deal with the um, what's going on in the, and with that surrounding. What happened? Are they they still have programs that the children um, can go to school? Or are they pushing them to go to school? Are they making them go to school or saying, oh, if they don't want to go, they don't have to go? What is it for that being on the inside of the uh, institutionalized system? 
Um, so at the Juvenile Detention Center in Chicago, they have a lot of little programs. And they have a barbering program that um, if you're there long enough, and a couple of them have, well, a lot of them have been there long enough, uh, you can get the barbering license. Oh, wow. Um, they have a program. They have a painting program. But you have to get on, like, level four, which is our highest level, which means you're a trusted resident. Uh, we still watch you, but you're trusted to go out and listen to these people that we have come in. They have a real licensed barber that works out with them. They've cut some of the staff hair or they have practice on each other. They take the real barber exam and have a license at the end. Um, so I think that I think one of the solutions, because I really, I know, um, still you were saying we need to focus on uh, solutions. I definitely agree. I think like what I said about the church, uh, being here in Miami, it's a really big Jewish community, and I've learned a lot about like just how they come together and do stuff. And their uh, their temple or their church structure, you know, they call it temple. It's so different. I really like it. It's um, they not just going up, you know, preaching and they do the Sunday school and pray and sing, and, you know, then it's over. No. They have financial literacy courses that they teach with the kids. Like, they have them broke down in age groups, teaching them about stocks, all types of stuff, mutual funds. So, you know, we'd be like, you know, dang, how do white kids know this stuff? They parents not just sitting at home with them and teaching. The church also has these classes for them. Like, on a Wednesday, have, we might have Bible study. These folks might have a women and a men's class showing Women have to do whatever woman thing. You know, because some women don't know how to take care of themselves now. You know, in Chicago, I can't tell the grandmamas from the mamas and the daughters from the, everybody got green and pink wigs on. You know, it's just crazy. So, um, the it's men the have their class there. It is. Um, they have internships there. That so, you know, you do. They do have other Jewish people that are successful. We have other black people that are successful. They see can they get these kids internships in the things that they want to do. Um, they save up money for you know like the tad and stuff that the church does every year. I think the kids might have to be. I know at one temple. I think they might have like fifteen or sixteen or maybe in their junior year. I, I'm not sure, but I know over the summer. Um, with the tab money they save, like some of, of course they don't take all of it. They get to take those kids to Jerusalem to pay homage to their holy land. Like, there's no way the black church cannot. We have, like I said, we have so many black churches in our community. It's a church on every corner. Those are resources, and for the community to look the way it does, and I know black people be tatty. It's no excuse. Like, we gotta do more than just pray and march. You have to do more than that. These other people are not doing that in these churches. They not telling me, these Jewish people are not telling these people that you're going to get your mansion when you die. You know what I'm saying? They're like, you're going to get your stuff now, and this is how you do it, and we got to come together as a community. You can't be out here acting no fools. Like, I seriously, been, I even, like, watch some stuff online to see, like, what they teach each other and all of that, and it's pretty cool. And I'm like, dang, like, if they talk, like, their temples are the basis of their community, like, as far as the structure you can't, like, the church really means something there because it's a resource for so much stuff, like the food drive. Um, You know, they're not giving out canned goods and, you know, powder eggs. These people giving out fish and chicken and turkeys and salmon and all, you know, all type of stuff. Like, they have real food banks. They are really taking care of their people and their community. So when I hear black people say, well, you know, they out there killing this stuff because they ain't got no food at home. 
it's a church on every corner. Why is people hungry? As much as black people tag. Why? It's like those that. are resources to me. The church is a resource, and it needs to be, we need to be asking, okay, hello, we need to do something more than coming here and just be singing and praying on Sunday. So you saying that we need to uh, invest more in uh, programs that with our, in our church that will cause us to teach the children as they growing up well. Uh, you can have different programs on different nights teaching about stocks and bonds, uh, teaching how to um, learn about this and learn about that. So it all goes back to starting at home. It all goes back to the interest of putting out there that um, there's a way around getting from point A to point Z because we can't say from A to B no more. We got to go from A to Z. We got to have a program mm-hmm. set up for the children. You know, I heard you talk about a juvenile center. They could come up with programs where they could leave out of there as a barber. Is there programs for girls to be leave up out of there as um, a hairstylist or nail tech or uh, uh, maybe a, a, a phlebotomist or something? Is that programs for girls that in the juvenile can help them turn their life around? Yeah, so actually uh, the girls, they join the barbering program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they join, they can join the same stuff. You know, it's not sexist at all. So a lot of times the girls have left out of there uh, with their barbering license. But, no, they don't have, like, a cosmetology thing or a nail, you know, tech thing in there. But, like I said, the stuff that they do have, the girls can't join it, but those resources are behind the wall. You don't want your kid to have to come there to get trained in anything. There no, is I, I understand that. I understand that. I understand it, but I'm saying because of the program and what we were talking about tonight, for those that are in there, we I hope we have some viewers that's doing live as well as and the uh, that's going to look at the replay and listen to it in the archives on Blog Talk. If they have someone in there to let them know that it's possible that uh, they can um, get uh, information. Like now, I have my cousin uh, George Smith that's on my live that says he would like to join me on the camera. Georgia, are you uh, willing to come on the air to help with some feedback with what can we do as far as our community, or are you just uh, on the air? I just want to know to George Smith, Jr. Put in yes if you want to come on or no. So um, I want to say this before we get too far off. Our foundation of scripture for this program is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And what we're trying to add on tonight is a way of us trying to get our community to go into a different place, to go into a different level, because if we don't take care of ourselves, if we don't look out for one another, if we don't mm-hmm. try to come up with a solution, where, where are we going to go? What, what are we going to do? Because one thing it is, we have our own language. You know, uh, I was looking at the crossword the other day with Kiki uh, doing the crossword, and she was teamed up with this uh, other African-American lady, and they was looking at each other, and they was like, you know, we have, we have different looks that means different things. And, you know, and that's what I'm saying. We know how to communicate without words. We know how to do a lot of things. But when are we going to come together as 
a community that looks out for one another. It doesn't matter if you are highly, highly educated or you some kind of educated or you have no kind of education far as degrees. It's something that you know can help somebody along the way. Everybody don't have to uh, have to cook everything in a microwave. I, I have a sister that's been in the military so long, she would be able to show us how to live off the land if it had to be possible. I, I mean, it, it's ways to do things, but we as a people got to come back to the natural things of life. And what's natural to us is prayer. We have to learn how to go back to what we know. We have to learn how to pray and ask our the leaders in our church, can we come up with a program? Is there something that we can do to get through to the children, not just the young children, but the young adults? Anybody under younger than me are considered a child to me because I wasn't always the age I am now. I was once a child, but somebody reached down and reached back for me. But the best part about that, I had to be willing. We have to pray that our people become willing. Alex, I'm going to ask you if you would join me again when I come back on the air um, in about two weeks on a Friday so we could continue this thing. We would probably go more in depth into conversation and with, uh, trying to find solutions because if they're going to start in Chicago, and you are um, from Chicago, I'm still in Chicago, we're going to try to get a hold to some people and some information to help get out here to the people. And if anybody have any suggestions or comments, can you please inbox them to me or um, write it on Facebook that we can uh, answer it whenever we're on the program? I want to know if, if there's anyone on Blog Talk that's listening in, have any comments or suggestions at this time, if you do, please go ahead because the lines are open. Please speak at this time. Well, I don't know if anybody on blog talk has any questions. Uh, as we see the Facebook. Hello, um, can you hear me? I can hear. I can hear you now. Yes. Um, this is Cecilia. I agree with everything that you all were saying. Uh, I know for sure that our cousin George would also be another great guest because he's been doing things at Cook County and in the community for a long time. Yeah. And so there's lots of, as um, we already heard, Alexander, who has degrees herself and experience, um, he does as well. And so they're available to be those examples, like the Judge Mathis and the NFL players and the boxers who've done great things, and even the youth and program that you and I grew up under because remember we were fitting the stereotype per se we should have never made it out of the hood per se but we had the uh, neighborhood um, man who he poured into us he didn't know us but he poured into us and he got us jobs with a youth employment plan and he did things where as um, Alexander gave an example of that showed us how to get out of the stereotype, showed us how to do things, but like she said, not everybody wanted to do that. When I had a chance to go to Venus and um, 
out of the country as a young kid just to sing opera. I mean, who's singing opera in the hood? Well, I was. So it's, the stuff is there, but as she said, it starts at home. We had parents that um, took accountability, but they also empowered our neighborhood, the Miss Franklin, the Miss Wilson, the Miss um, Powell, the Mr. Shepard. All of those, the people in the neighborhood could whoop us just like our parents could. It doesn't mean that there weren't people who were there, pedophiles and things of that sort, but our parents didn't want us to have an entitlement mentality, but they also didn't want us to think that we had just come to the neighborhood. We fought to go to school. Some people dropped out. They didn't want to fight, or they joined the gang. You know I got beat up by 11 boys for nothing. So that's it. We did not experience what a lot of people have experienced, but we still have to look at three strikes and you're out. They took three strikes and you're out, the three strikes rule, and they pimped it. They used it to imprison more uh, minorities. Um, now, this SAFE Act uh, and law and things that are coming out, it's a group of laws together that if they're not properly um, taken care of, we will notice that, once again, the minorities that are already struggling will be the ones that don't get the policing, that don't get what's needed because they'll protect the people with the money, et cetera, et cetera. So we can't act like there's not an imbalance because the imbalance has been there ever since um, the Ku Klux Klan saw that they could get us to kill ourselves instead of them killing us. That's all I have right now. Amen. Thank you so much for that. Um, is there anyone else at this time would like to speak? Thank everybody for taking the time out, looking at us live and viewing um, the conversation on Blog Talk, Smile Through E, Iron Sharpening Iron. Uh, this is that this is a, a subject that was touched my heart as well as it touched possibly Lex Cecilia's heart and it touched my niece Alexandra's heart. And we came on to put this information out there because we know that we all say we want solutions. We all say we want help. We all say, what can we do? But are we really willing to be a part of the solution or keep trying to video everything and put it on TikTok or Facebook? We shouldn't put stuff on there because I put stuff on there. But when there's a need, ah, great like this. When there's a need in the land, again, we know that God would heal the land if we turn from our wicked ways. We know that we are we destroyed for the lack of knowledge. But when are we going to pull ourselves up? When are we going to take responsibility? If you, you know, uh, possibly like says, and I hear other people say, if you see something, say something. When you know a child is hungry, cold, doing without, don't just try to use it as a way to manipulate a person. Be a blessing, a true blessing. Be available and be available on purpose. 
If you don't want to be even acknowledged, but you just want to be a blessing, do it in incognito. It, it's a way to do things. You know, I like the little skits I see on Facebook where people are in a store shopping and somebody just walks up and pay for their grocery or, you know, uh, tell them they're going to pay for it, whether they sneak and do it or they do it. it, it it's called pay it forward, and it's, uh, the reaction is pray it forward. So we as a people have to get to the point, as Alexander said earlier, it's not about the pink, green, gray, and purple wigs. When we run out of money that we can't buy no more eyelashes or the glue or the lace front or the silk front because it's in its whole back and front and sides out, what do we do? What do we do, people? When are we going to say enough is enough? When are we going to be in a place and a mindset that we said, God, we need you and we need you for real, and we're going to stand on it and don't just need him because you're trying to get another pair of red bottoms or you took some shoes and painted the bottom red, whatever. we got to get into a place where we have to be serious about our community because if it don't affect you now, it will affect you uh, later, sooner or later. Because it was one time, I was like I said, I wasn't always this age. I was old, younger, and I had became older as I grew old. So don't just think that it's not going to be your turn. It's going to be your turn. And what generation is going to come up behind you? Let's not look forward to living in the matrix. Okay, so with that being said, Alexander, do you have anything you would like to say before we end the program? Um, yeah, real quick, I want to speak to what you said about the social media um, or whatever. I think that's really been, I mean, I like it because we get to do what we're doing now, and there mm-hmm. are a lot of good messages that I spread, you know, through social media, but it's also being used to people's, like, detriment. Like, for instance, in Chicago, we have the drill rap. Like, that's something that straight out of Chicago that recreated. And when you go on YouTube, you know, you have those drill videos. And it's nothing but teenage boys with tons of guns. I'm talking about, like, heavy military um, artillery type of guns. Smoking, drugs, all type of stuff. I posted a video on YouTube some time ago about how um, a lot of the politicians was, like, forcing everybody to do the math stuff for COVID. And then when I moved down here to Florida, those same politicians that get on the news up there was, like, forcing that and, like, you know, preaching all that stuff to y'all. They down here with their family, maskless, having a good old family with us. So I posted a video about that. They blocked it. They didn't even let it air or stay on my, my YouTube page. But you will let children make videos with guns and drugs, and you let it stay on there. And you yes. know what's going on in Chicago. So that kind of right there, to me, that's um, it's a setup. But then, you know, we can point the finger and say the white man this and that. But then, like, who who knows that they being set up and then continues to participate in their own setup? <laughs> I mean, yeah. that stuff shouldn't even be allowed to be played on the radio up there. We know it drives them, you know, nuts. They go out there and kill people and 
We noticed. Like, I have kids with juvenile center that would tell me they literally would get high, get drunk, turn on some drill music. They all get in the car. They'll ride around looking for their ops. And then, they'll, and, you know, if they find them, they'll gun them down and kill them. They even got to the point they've been gunning down the opposition, their gang members or whatever, um, on Facebook Live. Like, that's yep. something that's been going on. So, um, it's so far gone with stuff. Like, social media play a huge, humongous part in it because now people are doing everything. It used to just be for clout that you get on the street and you come outside on your block. Like, you want people in the neighborhood to be like, see the man. Now you getting, like, people from all over the world can follow you. Now it's more than the people on your block saying you the man. Now you learn about how many followers you got. This person got a million followers. This person got two million followers. This person went viral. So, I'm saying, man, this rabbit hole runs so deep. I do think that it started with the church and the prayer, but like I said, I think that the church could really get more involved. It's so many of them. Some churches are sitting there just not even, I don't even know if they abandoned or whatever. Those could be community centers. Like, I don't know, but I do know this. If kids have somewhere to go where they feel safe, where they can be fed, where they can be loved, where it's going to be other adults that with common sense that redirect them, put them in their place, kids will come. They will come. And I know because they have that here in uh, Little Haiti at the community center that I work at, that I'm a manager mm-hmm. over. They have that. And even when those kids don't have to come and we're just there on the weekend doing paperwork, those kids will still come and just sit in there and look us in our face just yeah, because they know it's like a safe safe haven. You know, because so that's I, I, was I, looking at, I was looking at on the news this week when we, we have children at the innocent stage. I was seeing how excited the little girls were to see that the little mermaid was black. How oh, they yeah. said she looks like she's brown, she's black. How excited they were that they were able to recognize somebody that looked like them. And not only that, they recognized somebody looked like them in a respectful manner. I, I don't want anybody getting upset with me and anything, but before you go to throwing me down the stairs or out the back window, stop and think about it. How excited and how impressed those little girls were to see a black girl playing the mermaid. Even the ones that could barely talk, the little girl says she's brown. And I mean just the fact of joy, the hope in their eyes that they're saying, I have something I can look forward to being. I can be a princess. I can be this. I can be that. We have to get to the place where we are dream casters instead of dream killers. What what happened to our children dreaming of being more than a video star? Hmm. Help me, Lord. What happened to our boys dreaming of being more than on the top, you know, the top ten, I got to be the best or dance or the best, you know, how the hottest girls are. As one guy say, the hot boy summer. What happened to young men wanting to wear suits and belts on their pants with the pants pulled up over their waist with some nice size dress shoes on or jacket, you know, a suit? What happened? What, you know, what happened to 
women wanting to cover up their cleavage instead of going to the church or any place else they go with, it all goes, it all hangs, it all comes, it all shows. What happens when you come into the house of the Lord and you're presenting something to the world, make sure they hear what they, uh, besides, they, how should I say it? Make sure they hear what you're saying, but they can't hear, all they hear is blah, 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 because they look at uh, your pants so tight they can see your camel toe or whatever they want to call it, or your, your dress so short or your uh, uh, cleavage so, so uh, dip, I mean deep, or the, the, the back part of your dress cut out so bad. Now, don't get me wrong. I used to wear stuff like that, but as I got older, when I learned better, I did better. But even then, I knew better because I knew what not to wear it and who not to wear it in front of. You play dumb if you want to. But the best part is when you tell on yourself. Until we get to the point of telling on ourselves, when we as parents expose ourselves to our children, you know what's in your child because you know what's in you. When you start telling them, you know what, I know what you're doing. I know why you're doing it. I see you. Because, see, it's hard for you to look in the mirror and see yourself. Mm -hmm. And I say your child is your mirror. Because I remember one time my son did something and the sister by I said, aren't you going to whoop him? I said, why would I whoop myself? He, he, he did something that he, he don't even realize, that's me. So what I did was I sat down and talked to him and said, no, nah, baby, don't do that. Don't do this. Don't say that because, see, this will lead to that and that will lead to this and this is what you're going to end up doing. Until we start being responsible for our seed, because your child is a part of you, a part of the father, and then they got their own part. And then they got the part of the world that they're trying to prove themselves to. Let's become one in the sight of God, one. So I hope everybody got something out of tonight's program. Um, Hopefully, Alexa, I keep saying Alexa, Alexis will have more time to uh, spend with us on this subject. We could talk more about it, go more in depth with it. Um, I want you all to understand this, that she said it was passionate to her. She really took a a pleasure in being a part of this program on tonight. uh, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. Possibly Lex had a very big part in this program on tonight. I want you all to know that this is Smile 3E, Iron Shopping Iron, Blog Talk Radio, as well as Facebook Live. We will be here Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with our very own Apostle Elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, Minister Margot McCor, um, Minister Brandon Kaiser. We will be back this Wednesday. I'm sorry, this Monday will be our Monday for Blog Talk at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If I'm not mistaken, our speaker is Minister Margot McCor. We are going to hear what the uh, woman of God has to say to us. And then next Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, our very own uh, Prophet Antoine Thomas. We're going to see what God has for him to speak to us on next Friday. So please, take what you heard tonight, meditate on it, concentrate on it, 
start asking questions, help with the suggestions, help us help the people that will end up helping us help our community because we are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And a lot of it is because we did not open our mouth and try to find out. So I'm just going to pray real quick. Father God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for everything that was said. I thank you for every comment. I thank you for everyone that took time out to look at this now live, listen live, or come back and hear it later in the archives, whether it's Facebook or Blog Talk. God, let whatever goes into their ears stay. Whatever went into their heart, God, let it penetrate it and saturate it and be planted in their heart. God, let their mindset be changed because this world needs us as well as this city of Chicago. God, we are in a place of, God, we have no other way. We can't do it. You said all things are possible with God, but with man, nothing is possible. God, we just thank you for our possibility. We ask you to heal us. We ask you to keep us. God, we ask you to deliver us. We ask you to bless us. God, we ask you to put a glory, glory, glory down in our spirit, oh God. God, for we love you with our whole heart, and with our whole heart we love you. And I pray this thing is so and so it is. In Jesus' name, amen. Good night, everybody. And thank you, Alexis. Thank you so much. Okay, good night, love. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.